This is the Joint Franchise Podcast with information and conversations about the fast-growing opportunity for entrepreneurs with the Joint Chiropractic. Speaking once again with some owners from the Joint Chiropractic, today we're talking with Dr. Craig Peterson and Brad Peterson. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Good. Thank you. Now you're in the Arizona area, the Phoenix area, right? Yeah, we're in the uh, little bit southeast of Phoenix. Uh, we're based in Gilbert and Queen Creek. And how many locations do you currently have open? Yeah, we have uh, three locations currently open right now. And and for how long? We our first one just hit about ten years, and so we've been franchisees for for ten years, and so uh, opened our second one about seven years ago, and our third one just one year ago. And it sounds like there might be some more on the way, correct? Yeah, that is happening. So we will have our number four location will be will be opening next month, and we'll have number five by the end of the year. Wow. Congratulations on that. So what were you both doing before you got involved in the joint? Craig, let's start with you. Yeah, I am a chiropractor and I was practicing um, uh, as a chiropractor, working in more of a multidiscipline type of medical spine clinic. And at the beginning, I essentially had the joint as a side business. So Hmm. I have actually never been the working doctor in the joint. I've always had it as a business that I've owned and managed um, at the, originally on the side and now uh, more towards full-time. Got it. That's a question we get all the time. You don't actually have to be a chiropractor to own the joint. And and even though you're a chiropractor, that's not the, the main function that, that you're doing every day. Is that correct? That's right. And that's uh, that's how my story is, has gone. Excellent. Uh, Brad, let's talk to you. What uh, what were you doing before you got involved in the joint? Well, um, so my what I used to call my boring full time job was uh, working finance for Intel. And so uh, that's what originally brought me down to Arizona. So I'm a finance guy by uh, by training. And so I worked for them for almost a decade. Um, but just recently, uh uh, left Intel to uh, to pursue the joint full time. Are there parts of your finance background that you still rely on on a regular basis as being a business owner? Um, I would say some of the like some of the practices and some of the ways that I approach things I definitely use. Um, running a net present value on a joint isn't something that I'm going to do right. So like doing those hardcore financial an- analyses, I don't. But um, it definitely helps from a metrics perspective, kind of knowing what to look at and and be able to identify trends and stuff like that through data definitely helps, uh, but not not a prerequisite to be uh, successful in the joint, but definitely something that's helped us out. That's very good to know. How did you both find out about the joint initially? <laughs> so I actually was I was actually in grad school um, getting ready to graduate and Craig actually came up to me and is like, hey. Brad, I'm thinking about, you know, getting into this franchise. You're a numbers person. Will you look at this and just make sure I'm not going to lose my shirt? And so I went through and I looked at it and looked at the business model and immediately saw the benefit that was there. And so then I turned around back to Craig. I said, not only should you do it, can I do it with you? 
and, and <laughs> can I join you on your journey? And that that's kind of how, that's at least how I got into it. Yeah, I originally learned about it. Uh, the joint started here in Arizona, so I started <laughs> seeing them popping up, and uh, I was not a huge fan at the beginning from the outside as, well, how is this undercutting, you know, you know, the pricing and how is this, are they even real chiropractors in there? How is this even possible type type of thing? And it uh, turns out I had a, a colleague and friend from chiropractic school that I found out was working at corporate and uh, he took me to lunch and showed me how this was functioning, the vision. And at this point, the, the business was very small and um, I think only about a hundred clinics out there and uh but i i quickly saw how this could be uh, a pretty remarkable thing if it if it truly truly works so it's been fun to grow with the with the brand that's a great story and brad back to you quickly i like the idea that that first of all you were both sounds like you were both pretty skeptical and and brad you wanted to take a look at the numbers and you liked what you saw as as a business model yeah yeah, absolutely. Like the idea behind, so part of it is just the business model of my, my wife had scoliosis, uh, pretty severe scoliosis as a child. And at, you know, at the time I had good insurance, but I, we only had 15 visits at a chiropractor a year. Mm. So when she was in pain, we had to say, okay, is this hurt bad enough that we want to use one of our, you know, one of our visits or not? And so just from a business model that we would be able to provide service at such an affordable price, I was like, oh, I know there's lots of people like my wife that would use this. And then from the, from the cash only membership type of, a, uh, of an approach, um, that's the envy of every business model is yeah. can you have recurring revenue from a membership base that becomes more predictable in time? Now, as we've you know, gotten in the joint, like it's easy to say, yeah, you know, you just get a big membership. You got to do all the right things in order to grow your own membership so that that way it is sustainable, right? That doesn't just happen. You have to be good operators. You got to be doing the right things. But if you can get it there, it's one of the best business models that you can get. It sounds like that's a real uh, secret sauce for success. Um, tell me a few of the things that you're both doing to really grow that membership base across all of your locations. Is there anything that you would give advice to other owners that if they're not doing this, they really need to look into it? Yeah, we we're trying to essentially just do all of those little things, right? There's, there's no magic bullet with this, but for example, getting Google reviews, um, giving strong treatment plans, and we're doing our best to essentially, uh, remind people and help people follow their treatment plans. Uh, the joint model is not like a gym model where we hope they sign up and don't come. Uh, <laughs> because there is no guilt associated with this. If they don't use it, they cancel and they leave where Jim has this guilt association um, with, with it. And so what, what really helps patients stay um, in the joint is they use their visits. And if they can stay with us long enough, one, they have to get out of pain. Almost everyone comes in with pain. We can help with that. 
And that's where you potentially are going to lose your, your members is once they're out of pain. But if you can help them get past that and see the real magic of chiropractic, which happens after months of consistent care, we, we do our very best of helping people stay with their plans long enough that they can see the magic happen. And that's how you build a really big base. It, it goes beyond just Google and whatever ads are, are out there to get new patients in there. The joint has never had a problem getting new patients to come in the door. The real secret is how do you keep the patients um, happy and coming in and actually utilizing chiropractic? And then getting on some sort of a maintenance schedule to to stay healthy and stay out of pain. Uh, you've, you've both talked about your customers coming in in pain. Is there something about working with those folks and helping them through their pain that beyond the business model and beyond making money and owning the business and everything, is there is there something about helping people who are in pain that you both find um, personally uh, really helping you reach a goal? Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I still, we run our business still extremely patient centric. And that really comes from, from me, you know, being uh, the chiropractor on here is, is that it's important for me that the right thing is happening for the patient. If they need to be referred out, they will get referred out. If whatever the situation is, um, we are trying to be as patient centric as 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 possible um with that and and a lot of it goes back to our team and how our messaging to our team and talking about how patient-centric we need to be and the difference that we can make in people's lives like one of our favorite things to do is as we get these google reviews is sharing it broadly across our team and and helping them to see the difference that we're making in people's everyday lives, that we're allowing them to do things or get back to things that they love to do because of the service that they're providing. And so whether that's a wellness coordinator at the front desk or whether that's the doctor um, in the, you know, in the back, um, having that messaging with our team and helping them make that connection between what they're doing and then the difference that they're making in people's lives is is so much more fulfilling than if we gave them, you know, a 5% bump in their pay, right? Yeah. It, it's helping that, helping find that deeper meaning in what they're doing. It's an interesting idea. I never thought of Google reviews in this way. I've always thought of it as something that just makes our businesses look good, but mm -hmm. you're actually tracking that person, that customer, that patient, and really kind of paying attention to their story and seeing what a difference that you and your team have made in that person's life. Um, I want to ask you about uh, really quickly about the other franchisees and the support from corporate. Do you speak with other franchisees on a regular basis? And if so, what types of things do you all talk about? Yeah. So I do meet and speak with the other franchisees uh, to some degree. There's not um, a whole lot of us left in the Phoenix Valley, actually. Um, and then we have uh, a very good support person from corporate. Her name's Lindsay um, Salcedo that, that, that is our point person. So uh, in the 10 years that we've been with the joint, that communication and support is definitely the best that we have ever seen by far, by far. with that. And so we're probably in contact, 
I mean, me personally, I'm probably in contact with her maybe once a week, but she's mm-hmm. probably engaged with my actual team more often than that. As far as with the other franchisees, they're really willing to be, you know, in contact as much as we want. That probably is honestly maybe once a month or something like that, but we're willing to uh, help each other out. Like, man, I have a doctor out in I literally can't open today if I don't have someone in there. And I've had some franchisees seriously come through and maybe they went from two to one for that day just so that I can stay open. And uh, uh, just a great community here. I mean, again, it's a small community with the franchisees here in in Phoenix now, but uh, we all get along very well and try to help each other out. Right. And it's also been great as we've, we've continued to develop and as we've tried, we've kind of, gone from one to two, two to three clinics, and now we're going from three to five, you can't operate the same way with five than you could with two. And yeah. so we've been relying on, on you know, other franchisees that have already made this transition saying, okay, what were some of the pitfalls? What did you do? What did you learn? And they've been like very open and very helpful with us. And then we try and do the same thing and turn around with other franchisees and say, okay, these are the things that you want to pay attention to. And, and to make sure that you have in place. So it, it's been very supportive that way, which is great. Excellent. That's really good to hear. Last question for both of you. Uh, Craig, we'll start with you. What do you enjoy the most about owning the joint? What I enjoy the most is, I mean, we already talked about the patient-centric piece of mm-hmm. this. I mean, I still have a passion for patients and helping them, uh, number one. On the business side of things, I love that this simple model is, it can just basically create a machine here that hardly requires uh, much management on it. It, it. That was more true when we only owned one or two. Uh, like Brad said, things are different when we own three or four or five from, from that point of view. But uh, honestly, if you just have one or two, it really doesn't take that much management because there's just so little staff and you're dealing with professionals and for the most part that is great so I just love the the model the simplicity of it and uh, most people that are looking at the joint probably think that our success comes more from our price point and model more than anything but I can say that the thing that matters the most that people just absolutely love is the convenience so conveniently located, um, the convenience of being able to get in and get out on their timetable so quickly without appointments, and it doesn't take 25 minutes to get in and out is just amazing and one of my absolute favorite parts of, of the joint. Very good. Brad, how about you? What's your favorite part about owning the joint? So for me, it's the people. And whether that means the patients that, that I get to talk with and, and deal with, or whether it's like our own team and building that own team and, and, and helping them make the connection between their efforts and the difference that it's making, you know, in people's lives. I think that's my favorite. Um, occasionally, if I'll ever have like, you know, if I'm ever having a hard day or something like that, I'll go and just sit in one of my clinics and inevitably, like I'll have a patient that'll come in that will say something about like, oh, thank you guys so much for getting in or like expressing some kind of gratitude or something that way. And just knowing that like at the end of the day, we've been able to help make someone's life a little bit better. And I love being able to have that kind of impact on, on a broader scale uh, for people that are in my own community. 
That is so good to hear. And thank you both for sharing your stories today. Good luck on locations number four and five coming up later this year. Awesome. Appreciate that, Jack. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Joint Franchise Podcast. For more information about a franchise opportunity with the Joint Chiropractic, visit thejointfranchise.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.